The Rain Report is uh, right here at ATSStats.com. You can also catch us on our YouTube channel. And uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the World Series of Handicapping Pro Football Contest Season Number 11. And you can get the Rain Report just by going to the website and then go to the World Series of Handicapping. And if you want to join this contest, it's a free contest. And all you got to do is enter seven selections each and every week. Uh, rate those selections, seven units to one unit. And the player with the most amount of units at the end of the season will win uh, the beautiful Baron Championship ring. But if you join late and if you go 7-0, you will win a free one-year membership at ATSStats.com. Also, today's podcast brought to you by the ATSCalculator.com. And if you want to go and uh, we gave out a nice winner in the over last night with the calculator, we put in the uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And I believe the total we had was 45, and it went over the total. And if you want to check it out, it's at ATS calculator.com all right good morning everyone how you doing my name is ron raymond i'm a five-time sports handicapping champion based out of ottawa ontario canada a little uh, nippy here today in the nation's capital seven degrees but we do have some sun in the forecast and it is a sunny day a little sunny and cloudy but uh, it is a good day and hopefully it was a good night for you last night and hopefully you guys had the uh, tampa bay rays like i did and our members at uh, ats and uh, man the, the the blue jays they struggle in uh hey struggling yeah they struggle in tampa bay but you know what one of the reasons why i took that pick if you remember the blue jays they played philadelphia that game went to like almost 11 o'clock at 11 30 at night you know they had to fly you know the traveling going to tampa bay i knew this was not going to be a good good spot for toronto and uh, hopefully you guys were able to get the uh, the w on that all right uh, it is a football friendly friday and we got a lot of football today the whole show today is dedicated to football so if you want to get uh, baseball picks uh, you know where to get my picks each and every day right here at ATS or if you want to pick on every game go to bullpenpicks.com and I will put in my baseball picks later this afternoon but today is football Friday a friendly football Friday and every Friday we dedicate the show to uh, pro football and we're going to talk about all the games and hopefully you guys are on the right side remember me and Ross talked about that game last night between the uh, Steelers and the uh, Cleveland Browns and I said you know this reminded me a lot of that game with the Patriots and Steelers eh? the Steelers again and sure enough um, Cleveland did get the win last night so big win for the uh, uh, the Browns last night, and then if you were on the Steelers, uh, you're on the uh, obviously the wrong end. But uh, hey, you know what? Pittsburgh, life after Big Ben is happening, right? Big Ben Roethlisberger. When you have a Hall of Fame quarterback who um, you know who retires, you're gonna get you know you just can't step in and replace a quarterback like Big Ben, right? It's gonna take time, and uh, we'll see what happens in Pittsburgh. All right, I want to say good morning to the bullpen. I see everybody's uh, stumbling, tumbling, and uh, trumbling into the bullpen. And I see my good friend F is in the house. F is always the first one in. So good morning, F. Lori Schumacher, Shoemaker's in the house. Good morning, Lori. And uh, thank you for that email this morning. And uh, Pearl's come out. Uh, treat us to a royal weekend. Yeah, let's have a royal weekend for sure. And uh, let's get that straight cash only uh, this weekend. Brent Vienni's in the house. Good morning, Brent. There she is. Peyton Sports Girl. Good morning, Peyton from the West Coast. And uh, Brent V is in the house, says uh, F. And Mark Nation, good morning, bullpen. Or today is a lock. Locker room, let's get ready to roll this weekend. Yeah, let's get ready to roll. 
And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, get to the bottom line. Let's get to some winners here on a football-friendly Friday. But before we do, we always do a little bit of uh, sports betting 101. And, uh, the, the, you know, it's a good time to do this too, right? Every time we do the uh, sports betting 101, it allows people to, uh, you know, get their coffee. And, uh, you know, wherever we are in the uh, World Wide Web, it could be in, in Europe. So you might maybe having a uh, afternoon uh, little Heineken or something like that watching the show. And uh, the network's in the house. Good morning, who's Mizzou? There's Richard Taylor. Hey, everybody's just uh, stumbling into the bullpen. And uh, that's where all the ramblers and gamblers uh, tune in each and every day. And if you are a member of the, the bullpen at uh, on our YouTube channel, you get a uh, – here's one of the perks. Because you're a member of the bullpen, you get 50% off your membership right here at ATS Stats on monthly or yearly packages. So all you got to do is uh, sign up to the bullpen, get a, a membership, send me an email at ronraymond at ATS stats.com and i will send you the promo code and you will get 50 percent off your next membership right here at atsstats.com and today we're gonna have a lot of fun right rex can we have fun you're damn right i demand that we have fun yeah we're gonna have fun here on a football friendly friday and uh, before we do get to the uh the uh, the gridiron let's talk about the uh, random report fundamentals and whenever you're handicapping make sure you know when you're doing your pick you have this in mind right value percentage play performance cycles player availability and use a very disciplined money management system and then once you get all that sorted out you gotta ask yourself okay what type of investor am i am i an action investor am i a sports betting investor am i here for the long term am i here for the short term and uh if you're here for the short term always remember um you know recreational gamblers if you're doing this for the first time short-term investors lose 75 percent of the bankroll within the first 30 days so you know everyone wants that home run right there's nothing wrong with hitting singles singles hey guess what know what a single does it keeps you in the game and it gets you on first base hey if you're on first base that means you're in the game and you have an opportunity to score all right so a little uh, baseball analogy i can't ignore baseball 100 on a football friday but uh the two important rules of the rain report everything's based on the winning percentage and the line price determines value and i say this all the time everybody wants to buy tesla and apple stocks and microsoft at a discount but guess what it is what the price is but today might be a good discount to get it uh looking at the dow jones but uh, we won't look at that today because we want to keep everything in the positive column <laughs> just turn off the tv don't even watch the uh, uh cnbc or wherever you are fox business news or wherever you watch your uh, your business news but uh, yeah um hey you know it is what it is that the price is you know everybody wants the yankees and the dodgers at minus 110 minus 120 but uh, <laughs> very uh, unless you're betting preseason or at the beginning of the year or they're on the road uh probably won't happen right but uh, it is what it is pick your spots and that's what i like to do and speaking of uh, my non-negotiable rules number rule of uh, my uh, number one rule my non-negotiable and the, the sooner you guys realize this the sooner you will uh you'll you'll take off your uh, your your uh, maybe your birthday hat and put on your account hat or a sports accountant that's what we like to uh, a new uh, trend I, I started last week a eh? sports accountant that's a new uh, word hey i have to put that in google somewhere the bookmaker is not your friend always remember the bookmaker is not your friend it's you against the bookmaker less is more and uh, you know this is one thing i want to challenge you guys this weekend right when you're doing your picks in college football just remember less is more and uh, if you want to just test drive hey there's more college football games coming next week and the weekend after now is a good time to do the less is more philosophy and maybe track those uh track your picks you know have your beer and pizza money picks and then have your sports investment picks and uh, today you're going to hear me talk about a lot about a b and c type teams in the REM report a type teams are teams with a 60 or higher win 
win percentage. B type teams are 50 to 59.9, and C type teams, those are uh, teams with a uh, 49% or lower record. And uh, we've hardly ever, ever bet on C type teams, right? No, you don't do that. Don't do that. Never, never. All right. Uh, also, you're going to hear me talk a lot about bullish, neutral, and bearish cycle in today's show. Bullish cycles mean the team in, uh, say, in um, high-volume sports like uh, baseball, hockey, basketball. Teams that are 7-0, and 6-1, 5-2 in their last seven, those are teams I consider bullish. Teams that are neutral, uh, from a market psychology, you and the bookmaker are on even footing. 3-4, and 4-3 four, four and three in the last seven. And teams that are bearish, teams that are struggling, as uh, my uh, good friend Joe Nick Amos would say struggling teams that are struggling they're 0 and 7 1 and 6 and 2 and 5 and you want to avoid betting on those teams and there's that word again a disciplined money management system and always remember situational handicapping plays a huge role in how much money you wager on each game and uh, one of the record one of the uh, sayings of quotes you know I loved it so much I even gave him his own show here hey Bill Parcells you are what your record says you are and if your record is um, you know if you're a C type team guess what uh, you're not a pretty good uh football team or hockey team or baseball team or whatever type team and the example i always like to give on a b and c type teams and i always use this here as you can see here on the uh on the graphic now if you're listening to us on the podcast obviously you don't get the visual but if you ever want to watch us on the uh, youtube channel and because on our podcast it's audio only but if you go to youtube you can watch the replay you will see because what we do is we use our website as a background image so if you're listening to uh, on the podcast i'm explaining to you guys uh if you go to the youtube channel you'll see what i'm describing right now a b and c type teams a type teams are 60 percent or higher and in this example i got the yankees at 72 percent b type teams are the cardinals at 53 percent they're 50 to 59.9 type teams and teams below 50% uh, like Detroit is at 42% and as I always say if you were to bet one team today and of, of these three teams and let's say they're all all three of these teams are on a three game losing streak which team has the better percentage play of winning their next game right obviously it's the a type team so that's why i only bet on a and b type teams and i don't bet on c type teams no you don't do that you don't do that oh no never 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 speaking of uh, never never let's get to the uh, top 10 commandments of the um, of the rain report and these are my golden rules of sports betting. And uh, in my golden rules, I avoid betting big money on C-type teams. No, you don't do that. Never, never. Never lay points. Bet the money line or take the points when you're, uh, or take the over-under. And again, if, uh, if you lay points, that's called a two-team parlay, right? Because you, you have to have that team to win and cover the game but you're probably saying well Ron you know what Cincinnati's minus six or minus four and a half this weekend I gotta take him right well God is a big word right do you have to take him or do you want to take him right uh, or you wish to take him so things that you really got to consider because anytime you take your lane points look at the money line see at the money line because at the end of the day you really want to sweat out a, a field goal right um, never force a pick because you need action on a game never chase a losing bets on a bad day bet with your wallet not your heart you're trying to beat the number you're not scoring points in a fantasy league you know i went to a conference one and I, I you know one of the things i the analogy that i use is sports betting and fantasy league is like coca-cola and red bull right coca-cola sports betting red bull is uh, fantasy league there's so much fantasy league is so data driven on individual players where sports betting you just got to focus on teams and the number right so always use that analogy when you're comparing sports betting to fantasy sports 
betting, Pepsi and Coke, Fantasy, um, you know, Red Bull or uh, whatever uh, energy drink that's out there, right? And uh, yeah, that's probably a good analogy right there. Never bet against A-type teams who are bullish at home. Eh? I learned that lesson a couple of weeks ago when Houston went to Atlanta, when Atlanta was on that 15-game win streak. And that's the beauty about sports betting, right? Even though this is my 26th year of uh, sports handicapping, you can always teach an old dog a new trick, right? The 24-hour rule of betting, take a day off after a big win, enjoy those wins, and never bet on teams uh, who are in a bearish cycle. And as Denis the goalie would say... No, you don't do that. You don't do that. Oh, no, never, never. Why not? Against the rules. You know, you're stupid when you do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't know if you're stupid, but uh, yeah, against the rules. All right, uh, good morning to Nico Kelly is in the bullpen. Elliot, Ronnie. Hey, a Ronnie today, not a Ronald. Okay, Elliot, I see you. I see you, Elliot. Laurie Schumacher, good morning, F. Michael Watson is in. Mitchell Watson's in the house. Good morning, coach. Good morning, YouTube bullpen. The closers are in the bullpen right now. Hey, those are all the big gamblers. Hey, we call those guys the closers. Peyton Sports Girl says, uh, sports investing is more profitable than stock stock gambling well right now yeah if you're playing the stocks uh, yeah you are gambling right now and you are right you're probably making more money doing the sports betting but sometimes hey just like you know in the stock market just like in sports betting hey, when in doubt get out and uh, this way you sleep better at night how do we look at a b and c type teams with football as they play once a week baseball basketball and hockey easy to understand but how do we apply that investment in football with the a b's and c's yeah good question mark and the way i look at it is uh, through a three game cycle so you know in uh, those other sports that i talk about nhl nba mlb where you have a high volume games in the um in the uh the football so all the cfl college football nfl i look at that through a um i look at that through a a three game cycle right so a three game cycle means teams that's three and or better and and the thing is when you look at the um uh, the, the major league baseball and nba and nhl a, a seven game cycle in that sport could be seven to ten days where in football a three game cycle could be it, it is a month right and it could be almost uh, like a you know, 21 days but it could be a month if a team's on a buy right so you see it's all about the uh, the, the time right What's the uh, yeah, time equals space or whatever the anyway? I'm not gonna get too scientific today here, but um, yeah, there is some type of formula for that. But the thing is, you're dealing with a sport that only plays once every week, right? Where you're dealing with MLB, NBA, and NHL. It's it's every day almost, and uh, well, baseball it is every day, but uh, hockey, NBA, you know, every two days they, they can play back to back. They can play three and four. They can play five and six. So um, when I look at football, I always look at uh, a three game cycle and when i do the um when i do my research uh, but again you got to pick your spots and you, you just keep learning right and the thing in sports and sports betting you're always picking up indicators right and hey i've been doing this 26 years and you you know to this day i still pick up new indicators and when and it's just by, uh, by retaining all these indicators and if you have a good uh, memory and you see something that you remember from the past that burnt you or you won um, you pick it up real quickly right alright so it is a football friendly Friday and uh, let's take a look at the um, uh, the SBI oh actually before we get to football friendly Friday we do every week we pay our, or every day we pay our respect to the horse racing industry okay? I'd be remiss if I didn't give my, uh, my horse racing pick today before we get to our football Friday, uh, there's Bo Jackson. How about those Blue Jays? Yeah, how about those Blue Jays, right? All right, get him in the gate. Get him in. Get him out. 
They're off and running today at Gulfstream Park in uh, Hallandale Beach, Cal- uh, not California, but Florida, where I'll be uh, this uh, this uh, January. So if you want to meet me at Gulfstream, I'll be there uh, from the 1st to the 9th. Um, maiden claiming race, race number one, 1225 post time, one mile on the dirt. And I'm going to recommend 271 today at Gulfstream Park. The number two horse, Provocativa, Provocativa with Emisil Yamarillo in the saddle, 44% uh, last 100 races. Pretty good for a uh, uh, jockey who's uh, 44% in the money, last 100. Number seven horse, eight to one, morning line on Feel Like Guessing with Panici in the saddle. And the number one horse, Irish Samurai with Edgar Zayas in the saddle. Edgar seven to two, morning line on the one horse, Irish Samurai. And if you want to play the Joker, the uh, medium shot here, nine to two on number five horse, what a knockout. Sutherland taking the ride here on the five horse, what a knockout, nine to two, morning line. But if you're going to play anything today, I'm going to go with the, the, the hot jockey right there. Imacil Yamarello, 44% in the money. I'm going to take the two horse to win in the place. I'm going to put, uh, let's say I got a $20 budget per race. Put 10 to win, 10 to place on the number two horse, Provocativa. And this way, he comes in first. You get paid twice. Comes in second. You get paid uh, once, which is also nice. And you can bet all the races today, courtesy of ATSStats.com. Go to horses, free tip sheet, Gulfstream Park, and print it out right here and uh, enjoy a day racing today at Gulfstream Park. All right, let's get to the uh, SBIs. I want winners. Yeah, we'll get to the winners, Mike, in just one second. But before we get to winners, we're going to get to the SBI. And let's take a look at the NFL through the uh, first couple of weeks. And today is a show dedicated to the National Football League. And that's why it's uh, 90% football and 10% uh, gibberish. eh? And uh, Solo Rider says, Go Raiders, says Solo Riders. I bet on C-type teams when they are hot and at a big price, says Elliot. And uh, hey, you know what? If it if it works for it, if it hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? That's the old adage. All right. So last night the favorites did win. That is Cleveland. And so far, now the numbers are going to be a bit skewed because that 100% last night is going to mess up a bit. So I'm going to take a look at uh, per week. So the favorites in week one and week two, 62.5% winning straight up. But uh, last week against the point spread, not too good, right? 43.8% of the uh, of the uh, favorites won last week. 56. Uh, three for the underdogs and let's take a look at uh, the um the well you know what the a b and c type teams we have an idea right in the nfl right now only two games and here's the thing after this week week three i was thinking about this there the, you know there, there won't be any b teams next week right because teams are going to be one and two or two and one and or three and oh or own three so the, i don't see anything you can't have an even number so we won't have any b teams next week unless uh you know the the colts and houston they tied week one unless they play their way into the b there but uh right now the hot teams eagles bucks chiefs giants bills and dolphins those are your a type teams and your c type teams the las vegas raiders cincinnati atlanta houston tennessee indianapolis carolina and those are your c type teams and uh, let's get down to action right now and uh, let's uh let's Show me the money! Yeah, let's show you the money right now with some NFL football. And we're going to kick it off with a good one uh, between the uh, Buffalo Bills, hey? Eh? Uh, my Buffalo Bills and your Buffalo Bills. And uh, as uh, my good friend did for me here, hey? Eh? 
a nice cutting board courtesy of John Peresco. And if you guys want to contact John, he, uh, he, uh, you put your address there, John. And if you want to get a cutting board or some coasters, a little business for you there, hopefully. And, uh, yeah. So thank you again, John, for the beautiful cutting board and, uh, the bills mafia is in the house. All right. So Buffalo minus six against the dolphins. Now, again, this, I printed this out a couple days ago. So if the line does change, uh, you know, not drastically. So sometimes on these shows, I'm going to give the line in the total and we could be off by a hook or one but if we get something like you know three then let me know in the in the bullpen uh let me know hey coach you know that uh, that line is now minus three and a half or minus four and a half anything obvious right anything that's one point or more let me know uh because when i did the uh the, my homework and all that it, the line changes so quickly right and if you're just it's like in a new york minute i'm not going to be printing out sheets every uh, three hours because the line changes all right let's take a look at the bills and the miami dolphins now buffalo number one ranked offense and uh, looking at in fact let me go to let me bring up another screen right here and uh, let's uh, take a look at the uh, the scoring offense right here the buffalo bills so let me just do that right here go to my dashboard and if you're a member of ats go to your offense and defensive ranking and you can see here buffalo scoring 36 points a game and only giving up 8.5 a eh? what a uh, what a uh, what a team this is uh, this year good start anyways uh, week number three dolphins hey two has got uh, <laughs> a lot of confidence after last week when you can go into baltimore and pull off a, a fourth quarter comeback like that yeah i think you got everybody's attention right now and i think the dolphins do have everybody's attention totals at 54 and a half the total's a bit high now looking at this game um, you can see our uh, percentage play does favor buffalo at 68.7 percent chance of winning compared to 31.2 for the fish and uh, the value index obviously the value index uh is gonna the numbers are gonna be a little bit off because buffalo's blowing everybody out but uh you know i have 27.5 but they're not you know that's not the line value in fact here's one thing i do like if i go to my database right here and i go to the strength the schedule you ever want to see what the line value should be is you go here you go buffalo uh on the road against uh, a type teams right or um, yeah a type teams like uh, the dolphins and we'll do say last uh last seven i like to do last seven the, the average line is minus four so that's what i like to do i like to take this line right here minus four and compare it to so a little bit overvalued here at uh, minus six so a bit of an overvalued line right there and uh where did let me see how did it okay uh there we go all right, so minus six. I got 28-23 as a final score. And uh, looking at the Bills, they're on a two-game win streak. And uh, the thing is, look at Miami's record against the Bills last 10. One and nine against the point spread. Uh, sorry, straight up. Three and seven against the point spread. Six and four to the over. The uh, the Dolphins got the Raiders on decks in Las Vegas. While Buffalo, a bit of a cupcake game ahead. Uh, Washington. So, um, yeah. But look at that number, though. Buffalo in Miami at the, at the Hard Rock uh, Stadium. Six and four straight up. Five and five against the number. Division game, right? You got a division game here. And the last time these two teams met was uh, last October 31st. It was a 26-11 win for the Bills. And prior to that, uh, September 26th was a 43-21. When was the last time the you know the Dolphins uh, won here? I don't even have it here. So it's been a while since uh, Miami beat uh, the, the Bills. But uh, I do have some stats and trends I want to show you guys here. Let's go to the uh, trends department. And as always, trends are your friends, but they don't pay the rent. And uh, look at the um, the one thing you might want to consider this game is the over. The over is 11 and two for Buffalo as an away team coming off a win the last two years. 
10 and 3 as an away team coming off back-to-back straight up wins the last five years so um some good trends to the over and for the miami dolphins now keep in mind it's really hot into in september so teams could uh, get a little bit dehydrated there the visiting team in the fourth quarter i don't know what the weather is going to be uh, this sunday in uh, miami but the over is 11 and 3 for the dolphins as a home team playing the month of september the last 10 years that's a pretty good trend right there hey trends are your friends but they don't pay the rent but uh, that's a pretty good trend right there so um i do like buffalo minus six but I, you know i don't lay uh, the points but i prefer the over better in this one all right so i do like the over in the um you know it's pretty high 54 and a half but um if you're asking me where I'd lean, I lean Buffalo, and uh, I got a 28-23, and now if you look at that score, I'm winning by five, so the number's pretty tight, right? Number's pretty tight, but they're, um, I think there's better games on the board, right? But again, we're just breaking down every game, so this way, uh, whatever you're leaning on uh, this weekend between the, uh, the Bills and the Fish, well, there's my thought, and hopefully I was able to help you on that game. All right, let's get to the next one, and this is going to be a good one. You got Baltimore coming off that uh, collapse, right? Let, let's uh, let's call it what it is that's a collapse um you know, man that was awful hey i don't know any words i can put it if you're a defensive coordinator you should be fired if you're in baltimore because how do you not double up tyree kill in the fourth uh, quarter right i just don't understand where the safety help was uh you know the guy runs a 4-2 hey if you run a 4-2 where are you where are you for your defense right um all right so going in this weekend new england you know what? I, I I know the forecast has 26-19. The percentage play is uh, favoring uh, Baltimore 69.4. And again, when I do these shows and, and we're doing the rain report, this is analytics, right? The one thing analytics don't take in consideration is situational handicapping, um, you know, the eye tests and, uh, you know, the, the feelings of the game, right? Leading into a game. This, this is just strictly analytics, right? So from an analytical point of view, obviously uh, everything's going to look good for the Ravens if you do like the Ravens. But uh, going into this game, you can see the, the line value. I did have uh, New England at minus three, at minus three point, uh, let me see here, minus 3.3 and in fact let me bring out my other sheet here let me um do one more in fact where is that database yeah there it is all right so let me go to my database here it's going to close a few windows so let's look at uh, new england at home so where is new england uh, all right there's new england at home and they're facing the b-type team in the ravens last seven and normally against those, uh, so never been an underdog in that situation. So you know what? A lot of firsts for the uh, the Patriots these uh, these couple of years, right? Without Tom Brady, you're seeing a role or a situational handicap in spots that you don't see a lot. Like you know, seeing New England at home as an underdog, you don't see that very often. Now going into uh, this game, uh, let's take a look at the um, situational uh, the injury report for uh, both these teams. And I don't think uh, the only uh, Jacoby Myers, the only question mark, right? And if you if you're you know if you're Bill Parcell, uh, Parcell, Bill Belichick, and you're looking at that last game, you're saying, okay, you know what? They they got exposed on the on the on the deep threat. Can Mac Jones uh, open up uh, the the machine, right? Can Mac Jones start? To, can you get the protection enough? You know, people listening this morning and people really ripping on uh, Trubisky, missing uh, a lot of um, 
a lot of open receivers last couple of weeks the one thing yeah okay you might be missing receivers but the thing you gotta nobody ever talks about was the protection there you know if if uh, if the receivers are open and if the quarterback's in the pocket and, and he's not under a lot of pressure you know eight out of ten times you're gonna find those receivers so anytime you hear people say oh you know trubisky he's, he's missing his receivers yep look at the pocket was there a lot of pressure was he under pressure was he under duress you know sometimes yeah you can you know was there a blitz coming you know it's so easy to blame quarterbacks um you know when, when they're missing receivers but go look if what type of protection what kind of was there a blitz on in the situation right did he have a lot of time to throw if he's sitting there a thousand one thousand two thousand three and he's got no pressure and he's missing receivers yeah you know cfl here you come right but uh, yeah anyway just wanted to get that off my chest because uh, you know it's just there's not a lot of you know the, the great quarterbacks you look at the great quarterbacks in the, in the nfl right now the, the, a lot of older veterans it takes time to to uh, develop into greatness you know it, it, there's a lot of young quarterbacks coming into the league you got to give these guys time and the one thing in sports betting that people don't have is patience hey i know coaches have patience not not many of them not many of them that are are losing hey if you're a losing head coach you don't probably have a lot of patience but you got to give these young quarterbacks time and i know trubisky is not a young quarterback but you know he's been uh he's been shuffled around a bit anyway we're talking about the patriots and the the ravens here i don't know i got off track there for a second but uh going into this game i like new england i think new england is in a good spot and when you look at their their games uh, this week in baltimore they don't do well in the, in new england right is that still gillette stadium i don't know if the, the, the correct me if i'm wrong I, I think it's still gillette right two and eight straight up in their last 10 four five and one against the number four and six to the um to the under new england six and four straight up in baltimore and new england so you know keep in mind a lot of these numbers involve uh, tom brady but uh, you know what i like new england this week i think baltimore got exposed a bit and you know when you think of the uh, the baltimore ravens right you think of always like a stingy aggressive defense so steelers ravens type games right They're probably the best to me i think that's the the new uh yankees red Sox of uh, rivalry when it comes to sports right when you look at rivalry in sports back in the day in hockey remember the old um nordiques quebec uh, nordiques and canadians uh, rivalry or you think of baseball the red Sox, you know michigan state michigan and ohio state i think ravens uh, steelers is right up there as uh, one of the best rivalries but you know baltimore not the same defense all those those tough you know ed reed uh you know bart scott when he was there um you know, and Ray Lewis, you know, th- that defense is not the same anymore. And uh, Lamar Jackson, well, um, hey, you still have Lamar. When you have Lamar, you always have a chance, right? But looking at uh, the uh, the games of the, the last couple of the weeks for the uh, Ravens, a win over the Fish. Uh, I mean, a loss over the Fish, 42-38. They should have been a win. Hey, they shouldn't have lost that game. And then they beat the Jets 24-9 in New England, facing a tough Steelers uh, defense. 17-14 was the final in Pittsburgh. And then uh, losing to a Dolphins team in Miami. And uh, really no excuse for that one. But looking at the uh, trends in this game, let's go look at some of the trends on the uh, Baltimore-New England game. And uh, let's see what we have in store for you here. Um, the one thing, let me see here, the uh, Baltimore 2-8 in the last 10. And uh, looking at some of the trends, look at the under. I saw a lot of under trends. The under 9-3 and three for Baltimore is a way team after a conference game. Uh, let me see. I saw some other ones right here. The Ravens 7-3 as a 3.5, 6.5 away favorite when the total is 43.5. But uh, for New England, a lot. look at the straight-up trends on New England. Patriots 15 and 1 as a home team coming off an ATS win last 7 years 
12 and 1 at home against AFC North Division opponents the last 10 years. That's solid right there. The Patriots 12 and 1 against uh, AFC North teams last 10 years. And uh, where's the mic drop? Um, 14 and 2 as a home team coming off for road win as a favorite. Hey, that's how solid is that? You know, keep in mind, I know you're probably sitting there. Yeah, but Ron, Tom Brady. Yeah, I know, I know. Hey, trying to put lipstick on a pig right here, but you know what I'm trying to get at. I, I think New England's the play. I think New England plus uh, three and a half is the play. And uh, that's uh, Stone Cold would say. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. All right, uh, let me see. Bills are 4-7 and seven in Week 3 against the AFC East on the road. Uh, good morning, Gloria K. Gloria K is in the house. She's a closer. TSM is in the house. How are you doing there, Tropical Smoothie Manager? How do you feel about Baylor, Moneyline, Iowa State? Well, um, Football Friday, NFL, uh, Tropical. Come on, get with the game plan here. Hey, get with the game plan here. We're talking NFL. College football is on Thursday. Uh, let's take a look at the game between the Bengals and the Jets. Hey, Super Bowl hangover. Is it real or what? Uh, Cincinnati, what's going on with the Bengals? And um, you know what? I'm not too worried about the Bengals right now. Uh, if you look at the teams they played the first uh, couple of weeks, Cincinnati, yeah, Dallas. Hey, Dallas uh, Cowboys, even though the uh, the offense without uh, Dak, that defense, um, was it Mika Parsons uh, for the linebacker for the Cowboys? You know, I was listening to uh, the radio yesterday, and they said Lawrence Taylor is going to be in the house on Saturday or Monday night to watch that game because he wants to see up close uh, the linebacker for the Cowboys, Mika Parsons, to see if he's the real deal. Hey, if LT's in the house, and, and if you're uh, Mika Parsons, you know you're going to be jacked uh, to see that, right? Uh, let me see here. Uh, Cincinnati against uh, the Jets. And let me just uh, get some of the stats here. Uh, let me go here. And let's do that. And uh, all right, so I'm just taking a look at some of the the um, uh, the the personnel this weekend to make sure that uh, yeah. So all right, so it looks like we're gonna be um, okay on uh, the lineups, and I'll just uh, bring up that Dallas. Let me see with the Cincinnati. I'm talking about Cincinnati. One sec here. Just bear with me for a second, guys. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, Corey Davis, the only question mark for the Jets. So let's take a look at the uh, the line here on the game. Minus six and a half for the Bengals. Forty five and a half is the total. I got a twenty one twenty. Now this is um, you know the closer than I really anticipated because you know when you look at the, this matchup and you look at the Jets, right? The Jets still the Jets, and uh, looking at their numbers, ninth, uh, 15 ranked offense, twenty fifth ranked defense on scoring. And if I go to my, um, let me see, where's my, uh, let me bring out uh, my scoring here. Just uh, one sec. I thought I had it out, but I guess not. All right, let me do this. Let me go to my dashboard. That's the trends. That's the uh, database. Let me go to my scoring. And when you look at the uh, the matchups, right? So right here, you're looking at Cincinnati, um, ranked 19 on offense. Hey, eh? you got Joe Burrow, and you're ranked 19 on offense. Hey, the, you know things are wacky when the New York Jets offense is ranked higher than the Bengals, and they're scoring more points per game, right? 20 and 18.5. But you know they haven't faced the uh, uh, the Bills and uh the, sorry not the bills but the the cowboys and the steelers right two good defense hey you know what you you gotta look who the teams have played right they played the browns and the ravens which is two good teams too right uh teams with uh, winning records so 
both these, this is going to be a tough game for Cincinnati. They just got to get off the, the Super Bowl hangover and start uh, putting it together, right? Looking at this weekend, we are giving Cincinnati a 75% chance of winning straight up. But look at the Jets, 65%. That, and that's not just when, it, when the, the percentage play is not just the Jets. It's when every team like the Jets uh, in week three has been in the exact situation. That's the analytics, right? It's not the Jets that, uh, when you're looking at this percentage play, I'm not taking the Jets history. I'm taking every NFL team in week three who's an underdog coming off their situation. Normally, they're in a 65% winning situation, which is pretty good. But uh, Cincinnati, here's the bad news. If you like the Bengals, they are one in nine uh, in the, in the, um, in the New Jersey to play the Jets. So every time they travel to New York, play the Jets, they're one in nine straight up, three and seven against the numbers. So, um, you know, this might fall under my uncomfortable pick uh, feeling, but can can really Cincinnati go 0-3? This is scary. This is a scary territory for Bengals fans, right? Like, you don't want to start the season 0-3 because, the, the you know, you start 0-3, what are your percentage play of making the playoffs, right? Uh, playoffs? Yeah, I don't think you're making the playoffs if you start 0-3. It could get ugly, but, you know, they, they have the talent to uh, to win a lot of games. All right, let's take a look at the stats and trends. I think the under is where you want to lean in this game between the Bengals and the uh, the Jets. Look at this. Anytime Cincinnati's a road team coming off back-to-back straight-up losses the last seven years, 13-2 and two to the under. Not a not a not a bad record right there. And the Jets, anytime they're um, a three and a half to six and a half point home underdog, coming off a road ATS win since 1996, and they're coming off that win against the uh, Cleveland Browns, ten and two to the under. So you do a combined record. That's a that's a lot of games that got under the total. I think under is where you got to give a little bit of consideration. Um, I, I do like Cincinnati to win this game. I just don't feel comfortable uh, laying the points, especially when the, you know you haven't played well in this building in in your last ten games. Right? I'm on the Bengals. Says uh, Gloria K. Boss Hog. Everyone playing own two teams this week. Cincy Raiders. Pittsburgh is not good. Tom Brady can get his 25th on Sunday. Uh, 25th on Sunday, the 25th. <laughs> hey, you're using numbers there, uh, Lane. Uh, Mark, do you do any mini mo? Okay. Uh, morning, coach. Morning, boss hog. And uh, yeah, so uh, back to this game. I, I like the under. If I was to play this game, I would lean towards the under between Cincinnati and the New York uh, Jets. All right, let's get to your next game here between, uh, let's go Houston. Actually, you know what? It's uh, we'll stick to the uh, the rotation here. Let's go to Green Bay and uh, Tampa. Uh, Green Bay and Tampa Bay. I know I'm uh, off track here on the uh, probably the rotation, but I'm gonna follow what the pull down menu gives me. So this way, I follow a, a descending order. Um, going into this game, this is the uh, I believe it's the four o'clock game, right between the uh, the Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, going into this game, both these teams are coming in like mash units. In fact, when I looked at the injury report, a lot of question. Alan Lazar question. Sammy Watt questionable randall cobb questionable mason crosby questionable like your kicker right like you know those those points are going to come to a premium this sunday and you need your kicker right there and the, the advantage probably goes to a stuck up right there but julio jones questionable godwin questionable mike evans you know suspended Fournette, questionable. So, man, there's a lot of question marks going into this game. And this is why, uh, when you look at the rain report, what do I talk about? Rule number four, player availability. You know, injuries don't mean, you know, squat diddly to me. Who's available to play? You, you can't handicap injuries. you got to handicap who's in the lineup. And I think when you're going into this game, um, you, you really got to talk about uh, the, the injuries, right? All right, um, the, the, or who's available to play. I got one and a half point favorite here for the Bucks. 
And uh, and looking at the uh, final score, 21-19, a 60.8% chance of winning for Tampa Bay, 46.9 for the uh, the Packers. And uh, looking at uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is coming off two road wins now. Keep in mind, they went in week one, um, you know, did a number like against the uh, the Cowboys. Dallas couldn't even do nothing against that number one defense. You look at that defense for Tampa Bay, uh, man. The, you, if Aaron Rodgers thought he had a hard time in week one against Minnesota, wait till he finally <laughs> wait till he meets this Buccaneer defense. Hey, eh? I know it's not the Tampa two anymore. And this is going to close a couple windows here to make it less confusing. But uh, you look at this. Um, you know, you're going up against the number one defense in the uh, National Football League in Tampa Bay. And where's the where's that? Yeah, right here. Look at that number one defense. Packers number seven, but uh, Green Bay number twenty-three, and Tampa Bay number eighteen. You're not used to seeing that, right? You're not used to seeing like an Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady not in the top ten when it comes to scoring offense. But hey, uh, father age, uh, the, the 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 clock is ticking, right? You got two quarterbacks. Is Rodgers in his forties? I think he is, right? I think Rodgers like forty something now. He must be forty. Let me see if I can see his age right here. Aaron Rodgers, how old is he? Um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, here at 38. Okay, 38. Sorry, Aaron didn't want to age you uh, too uh, too quickly, but uh, you got two of the you know the senior quarterbacks. Hey, senior quarterbacks. They sound like a men's hockey league. Hey, senior hockey league right here. But uh, yeah, two uh, two great quarterbacks, two future Hall of Famers, and uh, looking at the percentage play, 60.8, 46.9, and Green Bay. Look, they're they're like uh, the Cincinnati. They don't do well at Raymond James, right? Two and eight in their last ten straight up. Three and seven against the point spread. So you can see that the uh, the Packers don't do well playing in the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay six and four straight up either at Lambeau or Raymond Jane Stadium and looking at uh, you know what Tampa Bay uh, talk about a, a tough sandwich play right they got New Orleans last week and then they got the Rams next week where uh, Packers got the 49ers and both these teams are traveling next week right so Buccaneers will be in LA uh, that's that's a big game. That's an A-type game. And then 49ers, right? Uh, now that uh, Jimmy G is uh, the quarterback, I got a feeling San Fran, um, you know, is going to be a team to uh, to uh, to keep attention on because now you know Trey Lance, good up-and-coming young quarterback. Unfortunately, got an ankle injury, but uh, you get a veteran quarterback like Jimmy G with that uh, what 69 win percentage. Anytime he starts a game, um, this you know this is uh, two big look-ahead games for both these teams. And the Packers don't do well here. And again, I'm thinking of week one when Green Bay went to Minnesota. You know, it's, I don't want the, if you're a Green Bay fan, you don't, you're hoping that, you know, you're not, you don't become just like a Jekyll and Hyde team, right? You're Jekyll at home and you hide on the road. You want to make sure you show up here. And when you look at the uh, the stats in this game, some trends, and I'm going to give you guys uh, some trends here on Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is the play here this week. I think, um, you know, it, Hey, from a quarterback point of view, who's uh, Rodgers uh, going to throw to? That's that's where my concern is. And uh, looking at this, Tampa Bay, anytime the Bucks are a home team coming off back-to-back straight-up wins, going back to 1996, 12-3 straight up. 12 and 4 playing on Sundays at home the last two years. The, the Raymond James starting to be a tough, tough place to go uh, play. You're facing the number one defense. Give me the Bucks this week, and I'm taking Tampa Bay on the money line. Tampa Bay money line is where I'm going to lean this weekend. All right, Jimmy G talking about when to let it rip. Yeah, grip and rip it, eh, baby? Hey, just grip it and rip it and let her go. Senior Circuit says, uh, hey, like that one? Uh, did you hear Ross picks yesterday? Yeah, Ross liked. Um, 
Tennessee and Seattle. Ross like Tennessee and Seattle yesterday. All right, let's get to your next game on the uh, schedule. And the next game we're going to talk about is Houston-Chicago. Now, it uh, appears that the weather in Chicago this weekend is not going to be as bad as week one against uh, the uh, 49ers, but they are calling for um, you know unpleasant uh, weather for Sunday. Now, I don't know if that's rain or um, I just saw, the, let me see here, Sunday, let me see, Sunday, Chicago, just trying to get a little weather report, and let me see here, uh, Chicago, uh, rain, 63, uh, 13 mile an hour winds, so they are, okay, not, uh, nothing today, but that's today's weather, but uh, keep an eye on the, on, the, um, on the weather report for Chicago, right, it plays a huge role, especially with these two types of uh, uh, teams who are not, um, you know, when you think of the Bears and the Texans, you're not really thinking offense, right? Probably thinking, you know, probably defense or <laughs> maybe special teams. But uh, going into this game, Chicago minus two and a half, 39 and a half is the total. I got 21-19 favoring the Bears, a 54.5% chance of winning. And uh, let's take a look at the, uh, let's go to my um, strength of schedule database. When Chicago is at home against uh, B-type teams and Houston, what, one and one on the season? So let me go to my uh, chart here. Houston, oh, a C-type team. Hang on a sec. Are they, yeah, that's right. They got that tie. So they still haven't won a game yet. They, or no, they won last week, right? Let me see here. Uh, Houston, yeah, they uh, 20-20. Then, um, oh, no, they lost 16-9. to Yeah, so they haven't won a game yet this year. And, yeah, there you go, 0-1-1. So a C-type team. And uh, normally the Bears at home against those C-type teams. And what's the? They're normally a two, a three-point favorite. Now this line, I had this line at minus uh, three and a half at the beginning of the week, and now it's down to what two and a half. Um, and normally when they're at home against those C-type team, it's a 24-17 uh, Bears victory. But um, that's just the analytics. And when I look at this game here, um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to lean with Houston. I'm going to lean with the uh, the Houston Texans here. And when you look at their games. 20 to 20 against the Colts. Colts, you no know, jury still out. Um, 16 to 9 against the Broncos. A game that could have went either way, right? When you look at that game last week, um, they just didn't get any breaks. And Chicago, 27-10, very not 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 very competitive against the Packers at Lambeau. But you know, uh, Green Bay, like Aaron Rodgers says, owns the Bears. And 19-10 uh, against the 49ers, a big win. But again, if you're going to play this game here, I think the under is where you want to lean, 39.5. I would lean to the under in this game, and I'll show you why. I got some uh, some stats and trends pointing towards the under in this game. And uh, when you look at the uh, both these teams, um, yeah, I, I think the defenses, let me say, in fact, let me go to the uh, overall scoring. Chicago, uh, you know, look at their defense. Look at, okay, look at the offense, 27 and 26 ranked, only averaging two touchdowns a game, but defensively, 11 and 12. So when you look at the numbers, compare the numbers, A, B, and C, two B-type offense uh, going against a C-type, um, sorry, two B-type defense going up against two C-type offenses this weekend, and I would lean towards the under in this game. For the Texans, as a road team, this will be the second road game for Houston, and they're coming off a loss the last two years. The under is an eight and three for the uh, the Texans. And look at this stat right here: anytime the Chicago Bears are a home team coming off a road loss as an underdog, the last five years, four thirteen and zero to the under. So let me repeat that: the Chicago Bears at home coming off a road loss as an underdog, like they did last week at uh, Lambeau, the last five years. 13 and 4 to the under. Give me the under this week between the uh, Texans 
and the Chicago Bears. All right, uh, Seattle question. Um, yeah, we'll get to that in the game in just a few minutes. Yeah, if you have any questions, uh, just wait for the game that's coming, and then I'll make sure I'll look in the uh, the bullpen to answer any of your questions on that game. No one could uh, bad audio feed. Yeah, yeah, we had a bad audio feed yesterday with Ross, but I think I got that fixed. I'm gonna do a little test trial next week with Ross, but I think we'll. we'll I, I think I got that settled. All right, no CFL, no no CFL, NFL uh, today. Uh, Alf, sorry. Um, let me see here. There's no no. Um, that's the only thing I got. And I put on Discord. All right, uh, let's get to the next game, and we're gonna talk about the um, Minnesota Detroit game. All right. Hey, we talked about the um, the Minnesota Vikings, right? When you look at the Minnesota Vikings, um, the last couple of years um, at home, uh, let me see here, uh, rank seven. Yeah, this is this is an interesting stat right here. Let me go to that article I showed you guys this week, and this is interesting. The Jekyll and Hyde teams, and let me go to the Jekyll and Hyde between Minnesota and Detroit. So let me go to my chart right here. You look at Minnesota. I thought this record was a little bit better at home, but it's not that great. In nine and eight, the last two uh, three years, seven and ten against the point spread, and on the road they're ranked twenty fifth, right? So I thought they were a little bit better than that in Detroit on the road. Not too good, ranked 29th. So not a great road record for Detroit. And looking at this game, division opponent, you got Minnesota minus five and a half against the Lions. And the uh, the number here is at 52 and a half. The total, I got a 31-24 victory here for Minnesota. The percentage play at 60% for the Vikings, 35.2 for Detroit. Now Detroit, very competitive the first couple of games, right? When you look at the Lions, uh, first couple of games, they can put board, uh, points on the board, but the defense, the defense right now is not doing this job. In fact, they're ranked 31st in the league when it comes to uh, uh, points on defense. Look at that. So let me go to my uh, chart right here. Uh, let's go back to this one. And look at the Detroit uh, defense. Look at that. Giving up 32. And Minnesota, six ranked points against defense in the league. Detroit, though, they can put points on the board. And Minnesota, they got all the weapons. It's just it's some things you can't really understand, right? explain, right? Um, and, but you look at the teams that Minnesota played. They played the Eagles, right? They haven't lost a game yet. And the Packers, you know, you're playing uh, you know Aaron Rodgers, right? But you did very well against the Packers at home. But uh, the Eagles, yeah, you, you pooped the bed on the road. But the Vikings, uh, Lions are playing the Washington and Philadelphia. And uh, looking at uh, the common opponent right here. So both these teams played the Eagles. And the Eagles won 24-7. And um, the Eagles beat the Lions 38-35. That was a high-scoring affair in week number one. And for the Lions in uh, Minnesota, the last 10 trips, 3-7 and seven straight up, 4-6 and six against the number. Minnesota, 8-2 and two straight up in their last 10 head meetings against the the Vikings and if you look at a look ahead situation Minnesota's got uh, Seattle at home next week where Detroit will be hosting the Baltimore Ravens and if I just scroll right down here to see if there's anything else that really stands right out um, maybe the total right let's see the total for Minnesota since 1983 week 3 and 0 to the under for Detroit on the road sorry Detroit on the road since 1983 um, when in week 3 uh, 6 13 and 0 to the under so a lot of history playing under the total and let's get to the um trends on this game let's go to minnesota against detroit and let me take a look at some of the numbers and again uh speaking of the numbers number three on offense for detroit right they can put uh, points on the board that's uh, that's pretty impressive but to detroit the uh the last three years they're the second last worst road team in the league yeah their road record is awful 
But uh, looking at some of the numbers right here, let's go look at Minnesota. Vikings 9-1 as a home team versus uh, coming off an NFC East division opponent the last 10 years. Um, the Vikings 9-2 as a home team coming off two unders the last 10 years. And uh, the Vikings 8-2 straight up as a 3.5, 6.5 home favorite coming off a loss the last 10 years. Um, I know I don't lay points, but I do like Minnesota this week. But uh, you know what? Um, there's something about Detroit. I don't know if there's a hard knocks effect or it's just that offense. You know, they can put points on the board. And um, if I were to play this one here, um, you know what? I, I lean towards Minnesota. But I don't know if I want to lay five and a half. In fact, let me see what my um, the money line minus um, no minus two forty five. A little bit too expensive. I, I like Minnesota um, from a um, the totals point of view. Uh, let me see. What did I have on the Kogo? The Kogo was at fifty uh, percent. Yeah, coin toss, right? Um, I think the over is where you want to lean. I, uh, you know, the thing is though, Detroit. You know, there's a, there's a perception with Detroit, right? Like especially at home, play a lot of overs. Uh, this is a tough one. I, I think Minnesota wins, uh, 31, 24, and I got the total at 56. So yeah, if I were to play anything, I think the over is where I'd want to lean in that one. But um, if you like Detroit, it falls under that uh, uncomfortable pick feeling, right? Uh, let me know what you guys think. Do you guys like Minnesota or uh, Detroit in this one? All right, let's get to the uh, next one here on deck. Let's go to Kansas City against Indianapolis. And it's going to be Chicago Sunday. It's going to be nice on Chicago on Sunday, 70 during the game. Okay, that's a good uh, that's a good weather report right there. Uh, I like the Tiger Cats over Alouettes tonight in the CFL, says Peyton. I'm looking at Lions team total. I have nothing official yet, but looking at Lions. Uh, John Persco says, working on a scaffold. I dropped my phone at 10. I didn't want to go down and get it at Mr. Whole Show. <laughs> hey, come on, John. Yeah, we're, hey. See what happens, eh? You take away your Nature Boy um, username and everything's going downhill, right? All right, let's take a look at the Chiefs taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Matt, you couldn't ask for a worse start for the Colts, right? But again, here's the thing. Indianapolis, week one in Houston, 20 to 20. And then this, this is a, uh, this is embarrassing. Let's, let's, uh, hey, let's call it what it is. That's embarrassing. You lose 24 nothing to Jacksonville. But, you know, Jacksonville, um, well, the jury's still out with uh, Doug Peterson and, you know, Lawrence, uh, the quarterback. We'll see how that's going to work out. Trevor Lawrence. And then you got Kansas City, who really should have lost that game against the Chargers, in my opinion. I thought they got lucky to win that game. They had no reason winning that game, but um, you know sometimes it's good to be lucky, and they were lucky last uh, Thursday. And the Chiefs, 44-21 in Arizona. That that's that's a complete good win right there. All right, so this this falls under my uncomfortable pick feeling. I think Indianapolis plus five and a half is the play here this week. I got a 28-21 forecast. Totals at 50.4, a 71.7. Like all the analytics going to point to Kansas City, and why not? Right when you look at the Chiefs and you look at their um, their history the last couple of years. In fact, uh, let me see here. Uh, ranked number two on the road last three years. Number ranked two offense scoring, 19th on defense. Indianapolis. 32 on offense is that uh, is that a typo or is that real let me uh, go check my um right here indianapolis yeah look at that 17 32 ranked offense hey matt ryan right um you know when you look at matt ryan you look at the last couple of years of the atlanta falcons and arthur smith's an offensive guy couldn't get that uh, that team going and frank wright great head coach 
Um, they had Carson Wentz there last year. And the thing, they're playing quarterback shuffle in Indianapolis. And the one thing teams and receivers and, and people, you know, the offense, if you're players there, you want consistency at that position. They haven't gotten that consistency uh, really since Peyton Manning, right? When you when you look back, um, that that's that's something I didn't really um, that that uh, I didn't really think about. But look at that, thirty two on offense. Wow, yeah. But here's the thing: they haven't played a home game yet, right? They haven't played a home game yet. And you look at the record; um, they've done well against the Chiefs uh, lifetime. Six and three straight up, five, four, and one last ten. And uh, let me see here: two and six when Kansas City travels to um, Indianapolis, they are two and six straight up, three, five, and one against the number. And let's go take a look at some of the stats and trends on this game going into this game. And uh, yeah, I think I looked at it this morning, and there was really nothing that stood out when it came to the uh, the trend factor but i think this is a, one of those um you know you take a deep breath and uh, you close your eyes and you take the colts i think the colts is the play but again uh, because it's kansas city they've won uh, so much the last couple of years that the trends are going to favor them but if i were to play this uh, here this weekend i think um i think the colts look at that 17 and 6 is a home team coming off a road ats loss the last 10 years if I were to play this one, guys, Indianapolis plus the points. Give me Indy plus six and a half. All right, uh, let me see here. End of an era, Matty Ice uh, since Andrew Luck. Eh, no, even Andrew Luck wasn't that uh, dominant, right? Like to me, Peyton Manning was dominant. Um, you know, uh, yeah. So, but you know, Andrew Luck was a good quarterback. Not uh, not taken away from that. Uh, Raiders against uh, the Tennessee Titans. You know. Normally, when I first, my first instinct when I watched that Tennessee game week one and they lost to uh, the, the Giants, and basically that was a, a second half total collapse. And I say this all the time in football coaching, um, normally the team that makes the best halftime adjustments will win football games, right? Especially in tight games. And the halftime adjustments that Dable did against the Titans um, really, you know, they ran the ball. Hey, Saquon Bartley, just, he, they just started feeding them more, and they just ran all over it. And the Bills tried to run on Thursday night, uh, Monday night, but, uh, you know, they didn't get a lot of success. But um, going into this game, who is going to catch the ball for the Titans? You lose A.J. Brown, you didn't replace him. You didn't replace the receiving core. And, and Phillips is a nice little receiver, but he's, he's an Edelman. He's a Wes Walker. Eh? He's just a small, he's a small receiver. And the thing is, you ask quarterbacks, they prefer uh, big targets. You know, when it's tough. It's, it, it's like, um, you know, when, when you get these small receivers of 5'10", you know, 5'10 in the NFL is small. And when you're running between the hash marks, they're tough to find between the offensive line, right? But when you get tall receivers, you know, those are big targets. But when you got small receivers, they're hard to find for the quarterbacks. And especially when you're going up against a DB who's 6'3 and, and he's tall and lanky, it's really tough, right? So I don't know who's going to catch the ball here for the Titans. The Raiders, um, you know, Josh McDaniels, not a great start. In fact, in the, you know, they lost their first two games. 24-19 to the Chargers, 29-23 to the Cards. Uh, that was a collapse. They, that's a game they should have not lost, right? Um, but, you know, when, the one thing I noticed in the last, you know, 20-some years, when teams, good teams will find a way to win and bad teams will find a way to lose, and that's what happened to the Raiders. Bad teams will always find a way to lose. But, um, you know, Misery loves company. They're going to meet this weekend in Nashville. You know, the Raiders going to this one as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. 45-and-a-half is the total. I got 22-20 as a final for Tennessee, but uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. 
Um, if I were to play this one here, I, I'm leaning towards the Raiders, but I don't like the percentage play at 36.3, a 41.6% chance of winning here for the Titans. And when you look at the history, pretty much um, close to 500, four and six in their last 10 trips to Nashville. And for the Titans, they're four and six overall, three and seven. So from a point spread point of view, I really don't like this game. Uh, if I were to play this game, play the money line. Would, but if you if you like the the Titans, take the two and a half. But if you like the Raiders, take the money line. And uh, but you know what? I think the over is uh, probably a good uh, consideration here. Let me go to my uh, trends and let's take a look at some of the trends on this game. And uh, you're and look at this. Look at Tennessee. You can tell the <laughs> hey Vrabel's a great coach. I love Vrabel, but uh, you know when you, when you just got no offense, you got no offense. And you can't really do anything. And you know what? You got to give the um, the Titans a little bit of credit here. They hung with the Bills in the first in the first half last week, right? In the first quarter, and the it was seven seven after one quarter, and then I forget what the score was at halftime. But they were, but you know, the Bills did the knockout punch, right? Uh, looking at the Titans here. Um, let me see here, right here on defense, ranked 30th, giving up 31 points against 24 for the Raiders, giving up 26 and both offenses, you know, Tennessee's offense, 28 in the league. And, you know, yeah, you can have Derrick Henry, but if you don't have a passing game, guess what? Guess what's going to happen? If, if everybody in the building knows you have no receivers, what do you think defense coordinator is going to do? Stack the box. Hey, they're not throwing. And you know what? When you play a team that doesn't throw, you can bring down your, your free safeties. You can put, you know, normally you keep your seat, your safeties at about 14, 18 on the, you know, from the box. But when you got no defense, I mean, no passing threat, you can bring down your safeties and you're, you're you know, the, the boxes, you know, you normally have six in the box or, you know, they have a fullback, you have seven, you can almost have eight or nine. You can outnumber them in the box and you can be Derrick Henry or any of the greatest uh, running backs. You're not going to outnumber um, the defense when they, when they bring a plus one to the box right so um yeah keep an eye out on that i think um the tennessee needs to find a uh, a passing game or find a, a big body receiver because that's what they're lacking right now they don't have that big body receiver like an aj brown and when you have small receivers like you know like phillips um yeah it's not a it's not a good thing in fact let me look at tennessee here um okay they got robert woods but they haven't really used him right and i don't see uh, phillips here Unless he's injured this weekend. All right. So looking at this game, um, the Raiders, let me see. I, I like the over. Look at the over. The over 8-3 and three for the Las Vegas Raiders, a road team coming off back-to-back straight-up losses the last uh, five years. And for Tennessee, um, I saw a couple of numbers right here. Look at that. Anytime the uh, Titans are at home as a pick them to plus three home underdog, um, the last 10 years, 11 and three to the over. So I think the over is where you want to lean. If you're going to play this game, uh, if you're going to bet this game, all right, let's get to the next one here on a football friendly Friday. And again, if you have any questions, just post them into the, uh, the bullpen. That's what we call our chat box. And hopefully we can get you guys some good information going into the weekend. All right, San Francisco against Denver, eh? I don't think anybody's cooking out there in Denver these days, eh? Russ ain't cooking much these days. Hey, I saw I saw a great meme online. It says Russ is cooking. It was a bowl of Cheerios with hot dogs in it. Hey, I don't know if uh, I don't know if he's cooking that, but uh, yeah, somebody somebody's got to give here. And now San Francisco gonna go with uh, Jimmy G here, obviously the rest of the way. And uh, you know he holds the uh, Shanahan and uh, Lynch's uh, future right there, right? They want to get rid of him. And if uh, Jimmy G plays outstanding. 
man, uh, <laughs> hey, you can thank uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, for probably saving your job if he if he plays out right, right? One and a half is the line. Forty-five and a half is the total. Twenty-four, twenty-one is I have the uh, the uh, uh, the forecast here. Forty-six point three is the total. And when I'm looking at this game right here, let me take a look at uh, my numbers. Um, yeah, let me go to my offense and defense of uh, numbers right here. Let's take a look at San Fran on offense. Um, really haven't opened up the machine yet, right? 22 ranked on offense, only averaging 18 points a game. Denver, yeah, Denver, uh, you know, again, whenever you get a big-name, pro, high-profile quarterback coming into um, a new team, it takes time for chemistry to evolve, right? You, you look at some of the great teams like, you know, Rodgers, uh, some of the great quarterbacks, there, there has to be, like, you know, into the system, and uh, the rest is learning a new system and look at the offense, 24 scoring, only averaging 16 points. But here's the good news. You know, you got two good defense going at it this Sunday, right? A number three ranked defense in San Fran, number four in Denver, only giving up 13 points a game. So basically, uh, they got the same average. And when I look at the percentage play, it does favor San Francisco, 62.9% chance of winning. And their last uh, couple of trips to Denver, not a lot of trips, um, only two and four, uh, two, four, and well, the, yeah, Four and three against the point spread. Five and three for Denver. So Denver, five and three straight up in their last 10 head-to-head meeting. Eight and two to the under. And uh, when I look at this game this weekend, um, you know, you got Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson against uh, Jimmy G. It, to me, it comes down to the defense. And I, I prefer the San Francisco 49ers defense compared to uh, Denver's. And um, looking at the, uh, the lineups, looking at my triplet factor right here for New England. Uh, sorry, not New England. Uh, let me see, San Fran, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, you Kittle. Kittle is a question mark, and Jerry Judy is uh, questionable for the game, right? So, you know, you, you take away your deep threat and Jerry Judy or his question. And to me, Debo Samuel is the deep, uh, the difference on offense this weekend. And uh, let me take a look at the um, some of the trends going into uh, the game. And uh, what do I have here? San Francisco. I, I love San Fran. I think San Fran uh, gets the job done this weekend. San Francisco, 9-1 as a road team coming off an ATS win the last five years. 9-2 as a road team coming off a win against an NFC West division opponent. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of numbers. Look at that, 24-10 and 10 as a pick in the minus three away favorite coming off an NFC opponent since 1996. And uh, yeah, give me um, give me San Francisco. I, I do like the 49ers this weekend. And um, yeah, I'm gonna go with San Fran. San Fran money line. And that's uh, the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold said so. All right, Rams and Cardinals. Hey, Rams and Cardinals, probably uh, one of my top plays this week. I love I love the uh, LA Rams. I'm going to say St. Louis there, but uh, I love the LA Rams this weekend against Arizona. I think Arizona got very fortunate. I won't say lucky. I'll just say fortunate to win that game last week, um, especially in overtime, right? You, you pick up a, a fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty fortunate right there. But hey, sometimes you gotta be uh, uh, lucky to be good, right? And uh, going to this game and looking at the offense for the LA Rams and where's the Rams? Ranked 14th. You know what? They're a better offense than that. Arizona ranked 10th. Uh, but look at Arizona's defense, 32 in the league. Arizona's got the worst defense when it comes to numbers. And look at the Rams. Let's be honest. Do we think the LA Rams defense is really a 28th ranked defense? Um, you know, I know they went to the uh, Super Bowl last year. And, uh, you know, the, the pieces of the puzzle are still there. Uh, but this game is in Arizona where we're giving the Cardinals a 30.7% chance of winning compared to 72 
2.4. I got a 28-23 victory for the LA Rams, who are 8-2 straight up and against the point spread in their last 10 trips to Arizona. Arizona's only got one win in their last 10 ahead meetings with the uh, the Rams. And when you look at the Rams, man, you know, Super Bowl champs. And, uh, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man, right, Ric Flair? To be the man! You've got to beat the man! Yeah, and I still think the, the, the Rams are the man. And you know what? Uh, the Rams, still um, one of the best road teams in the NFL the last couple of years. In fact, let me go to my NFL chart right here. And let me go to the uh, Jekyll and Hyde article. And look at the Rams, last couple of years. Uh, number ranked fourth uh, on the road. And it's tough to win on the road, right? 13-7, one against the number. Number four at home. And they're only one of a handful of teams that have a top five uh, home and road record. So what does that tell you? Consistency, right? Whenever you're betting on a team, you want them to be consistent at home or on the road. It's tough on the road. It, to win road games, you got to travel well. Uh, you're against the crowd. It's just there's so much going on, right? But you're given a 72.4% chance of winning. I, I love the Rams here this weekend. I think it's going to be one of my strongest plays this weekend and when you look at the rams games this year so they got smoked by the bills but the bills um you know they're they're they're, they're, you know the number one team to win the the super bowl right so um you know the the bills are the bills 31 to 10 and then they uh, they beat the falcons 31 27 not a very um you know convincing win but uh, a win's a win. And look at the Cardinals. Uh, again, um, you know, they got dismantled by the Chiefs, 44-21 at home. And then the, uh, they got lucky. Well, the, fortunate. I won't say lucky. They got fortunate to uh, beat the, um, the Raiders last week. And I do like the uh, I do like the Rams this weekend, and I'm gonna go uh, look at them, some of the stats. Rams 11 and four as a road team coming off a win the last two years. That's pretty good right there. And uh, 25 and 10 on Sundays the last five years. Yeah, give me the Rams this weekend. I like the uh, I like the uh, the Rams money line. Um, yeah, Rams. What's the money line on this game here? Let's see. I don't like to lay the points. Uh, Rams money line minus 180. Hey, you know what? Give me the Rams money line. That's probably my best bet this week. Rams money line, and uh, yeah, and if you know if they get beat, it's going to take Arizona's A game to beat them, right? And I think the defense um, from a the one thing with the defensive players, if they look at the uh, the rankings, uh, I'm sure um, Arnold's not too impressed. Um, Aaron Arnold's not too impressed with this ranking on defense, right? When you got the best defensive player in the game, they don't want to see them rank 28. I'm sure the Rams as a defense, they're embarrassed about this right here. I would be. If I'm the defense coordinator, we just won a Super Bowl, and we're week three, and we're the rank 28th. All right, time to step your game up. I wish I had that, uh, you know, step your game up. It's time for the uh, the Rams defense to step their game up right now. All right, uh, maybe pitch a shutout this weekend, right? Philadelphia against the Washington Commanders. All right. This is an interesting matchup. This is an interesting matchup. You got two NFC East uh, division teams going in. You got a team who really played outstanding on Monday Night Football. And we always know what's the hardest thing to do in the NFL. Win on the road and win in a convincing fashion. Just like they did last week. Uh, Philadelphia at home to Minnesota. A 24-7 win. And when you look at the uh, the Washington uh, Commanders. Um, 36-27 loss to the Lions. Really? You know what? Um, a game, I guess you can. There were opportunities to to get back in this game, but uh, you know you got to you got to be able to close and finish right. Washington did not finish on the road. 
But at home, it's a different story. I got a feeling, you know, Philadelphia going to Washington. This falls into my uncomfortable pick feeling, right? Uh, again, when you're betting NFL, there's going to be some weekends. You're going to make picks. You're going to probably have to close your eyes, hey, take your pen out, circle the, the team that you really don't want to do. And I think this falls into my uncomfortable pick feeling. 22-16 is what I have as a final. So we got them winning by what, six? The six and a half is the uh, the line. We'll see if the hook comes into play. And what's the latest line right this on this game right now? Uh, six and a half. So yeah, I think the you know I hope the hook doesn't come into play. But I do like Washington this week. A thirty-five point four on the analytics chances of winning compared to sixty-six. Um, hey, you know what? You can't say nothing bad about the Eagles. The Eagles are playing very good football right now. And you look at their last couple of games. You know the defense didn't really show up in, in Week One against the Lions. But it's um, you know I'm not going to say Detroit's a tough place to play and win. But uh, in Week One, um, Week One. That's all. You, sometimes you just got to say it was Week One. It was Week One, and um, they just did enough to come back to win that game or um, no they were always in the lead but they they hung on to win maybe that's the better word they hung on to win that game against the Lions they they proven at home um, you know they're going to be tough to beat at um, at home 24-7 was the final Washington at home week one against the Jaguars now jury's still out on the Jags right uh, but we know they're going to get better right Jacksonville's going to get better and Jacksonville, worst team, Jacksonville has not had a road win in two and a half years. So let's keep it in perspective. And uh, looking at uh, Philadelphia's record at uh, Washington, five and five straight up, five and five against the number. And 60% of the last 10 head-to-head meetings between these two teams have gone over the total. And let's take a look at the, uh, the matchup going into this one. You got Washington uh, with Ron Rivera as the head coach for the uh, commanders uh defensively not good right 29 on defense 14 for the eagles but look at this washington top 10 offense so far this year right um indianapolis probably <laughs> i don't know if they wish they had carson wentz now but uh, we'll see 27.5 points per game hey you know what um you are what your record says you are right now for washington on offense and you're ranked number eight but you're going up against the number four ranked uh offense in philadelphia let's take a look at the numbers and i think that uh, washington plus six and a half is good value i think there's pretty good value right there in fact let me take a look at washington at home last couple of years against those uh, eight type teams let me go to my database and uh, how are we doing on time here? I think we're uh, crushing it here at 108. Yeah, we're, you know, Friday's always a little later, right? So uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying the show. And if you do enjoy the show, hit that like button. Uh, Washington at home against those eight type teams. And we'll do last, let's do last seven. Um, one and six, not a great. Three and four against the number. The average score, 25-18 for the road team. But the average line is uh, plus eight. And we're getting what plus six so we are getting um uh no we're not getting value we're not getting value because normally it's plus eight but uh yeah you know what about philadelphia though philadelphia and washington's what a b-type team so let me take a look at philadelphia on the road philly on the road against b-type teams the last seven one in three not a great record as well look at that the home team 31 27 so normally the home team wins right all right, so that's uh, if you if you uh, if you like analytics and you like Washington, uh, that may that might make you feel a little bit better. Going into this game, let's take a look at the numbers in this game, and uh, let me see Eagles 
yeah, some good numbers on the Eagles right here. Look at that, 14-3 and three as a 3.5, 6.5-point away favorite coming off a one-game homestand. Uh, the over, let's take a look at Washington. A lot, of, a lot of numbers towards the under, but here's the one I want to show you. This uh, The Washington Commanders, 12-3 and three at home, coming off a game where they scored 27 points for last game. So that's the good news, right? Their offense can score. So this way, if we uh, we need a backdoor cover, uh, feel good knowing that the offense right now, 8th rank, top 10. So give me Washington plus the... Um, Plus six and a half. I know you're probably saying, oh, Ron, you know, it's the Eagles. They, you know, they look good last Monday. Uncomfortable pick feeling, right? It's that uncomfortable uh, pick feeling. But uh, favorites can't win all the time, right? So that's the stock market. Whatever goes up must come down and whatever, uh, you know, vice versa. All right. When was the last time a visiting team was intimidated by the Rams' home crowd noise? In fact, maybe more false starts on Rams. We already know they use a silent count, says uh, Peyton Sports Girl. Yeah, good point. Every game for it is like a home away game. Uh, poor Rams, Bills high octane offense score machine. Yeah, the Bills are uh, <laughs> Bills are the Bills. Eh? they want to they want to build. What did um, uh, the uh, the the uh, linebacker uh, Von Miller said? He wants to he wants to dominate every game, knockout punch every game. Hey, we'll see this week though. Hey, Tua's hey Tua's for real. I think Tua is for real. All right, let's get to the next game here. Let's go to uh, Atlanta against Seattle. Now Ross Benjamin does like the Seahawks in this one here this weekend. And um, I tend to agree with him. I do like uh, Seattle this weekend. 21-19 is our forecast. Now, minus one and a half. If you're going to play this game, play the money line. It's about, what, minus 120, 125. Seattle, money line, 119. So, yeah. So, if you're going to play this game, uh, if you like Atlanta, take the points. If you like the Seahawks, take the, buy the extra juice and uh, lay the money line. A 53.4% chance of winning, 446 for the Atlanta Falcons and uh, looking at the last 10 head to head meetings only been eight of them uh, for Atlanta in Seattle and we know the the 12th man in Seattle right we saw it that Monday night in the Russell Bowl against um, uh, the uh, the Denver Broncos in the first game against uh, Russell Wilson their old teammate um, Seattle hey we'll see if they're a Jekyll and Hyde team right Jekyll at home they hide on the road well they hid last week in San Francisco well, they hid their offense the offense must have stayed in the dressing room because they only mustered up seven points against San Fran but again that defense in San Francisco top 10 defense for Atlanta 31 27 loss to the Rams and uh, you know what um, it, it, there's part of me that says okay look at Atlanta's losses here 27 26 that game they could have won right they needed that last second field goal to beat them and you took the Super Bowl champs at home to um you know to lose by four so there's part of me that says you know what maybe atlanta is a little bit better than the the numbers indicate they are but then you, you look at seattle and how well they play at uh, at home right seattle's a tough tough venue to play and atlanta not a great road record in fact let's go look at atlanta's road record um the last couple years uh, let me see here just go to nfl go to my uh, jekyll and hyde chart right there and let's do this Atlanta on the road last couple of years, not too good, right? Not to uh, rank 23rd, uh, but believe it or not, Atlanta played better on the road than they do at home the last two, uh, three years. In fact, they're 7-11 on the road, 10-8 and against the number, but they're going up against a top 10 home team last uh, three years. Seattle 11-7 and straight up and against the number, and tough, tough venue, right? Even though I know there's no Russell Wilson, but Geno Smith looked very good in week one. Uh, against the Broncos. Um, the, the one thing I was really impressed with Geno Smith, his completion uh, rate uh, percentage, very, very high. 
And, you know, if you can have that type of game, um, I do like Seattle this weekend. And let me go to my stats and trends. And let me take a look at the uh, the Seahawks this weekend. And uh, let me see here. Yeah, Seattle trends. I do have some uh, some good Seattle trends right here. 14-2 and two as a home team playing the months of September, the last 10 years. Um, 11 and 2 as a pick in the minus 3 home favorite coming off an NFC West division opponent. Now it, does, it says coming off, doesn't say coming off a win or a loss since 1996. And uh, let me see if I got a mic drop for you guys. Yeah, here's one. The Seahawks 20 and 5 as a home team during week 3 since 1996. I'm going to go Seattle. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go Ross on this one, Ross the boss Benjamin, and I'm going to I'm going to go with Seattle in this one. All right, uh, let's get to your next game here. Let's go to Jacksonville against uh, the LA Chargers. Now, my question mark is this. Justin Herbert took one hell of a pop in the ribs last week in Kansas City. And anybody who's hurt with broken ribs or, you know, got uh, sore ribs, you know, you can't even sleep. You can't even breathe. Like sneezing is just, <laughs> you don't even want to sneeze with broken ribs, right? Anybody who's had broken ribs uh, or, you know, you know, got hit in the, you know, I played quarterback too. And then, you know, I've got hit a lot of times and you get hit in the ribs, man, you, you sneeze game over, <laughs> game over. You don't even want to sneeze when you got broken ribs. Uh, I'm not saying he has broken ribs, but I'm just saying the he, he, he couldn't even make that throw remember that that one play he was running and he could have ran for the first down and he just threw it away and he was holding on to his ribs i can't see how he's going to be effective this game right and then you got chase daniels the backup minus seven is the line i don't know i don't really and i think jacksonville um i'm hoping i'm hoping Peterson has turned the corner the first two games. It's just first two games. I don't want to, you know, take out the, the band out here, hey, the Mariachi band, and start playing music and start saying, hey, Jacksonville's the team. Um, I like Peterson, a great coach, offensive-minded coach, played quarterback, knows what he's doing on offense. Trevor Lawrence, very good up-and-coming quarterback. You know, we know his, his history at Clemson. But um, you're going to the Chargers where the Chargers have done well. Uh, well, actually, you know what? No, yesterday, remember I was talking to her a couple days ago, I was talking about the Chargers home record last three years. It's not that really great. 14, um, you know, 14, ranked 14 at home the last couple of years. But Jacksonville, they haven't had a road win in three years, right? Um, two and a half years. So this is, um, you know, we're not asking them to win. We're just asking them to cover the spread. I got a 29-19 forecast. Chances of winning, 80% to 21.4. Um, you know, Jacksonville 0 and 5 in LA against the Chargers. Chargers 8 and 2. Yeah. Uh, this to me, this all boils down to is, is Herbert playing, right? If Herbert does play, uh, w w what's it going to be like? If I were to play this, another one, hold your nose type thing, hold your nose type uh, bet and uh, take Jacksonville plus the points. But I think if you're going to play this one, um, I got a lot of trends pointing towards, uh, let me see here, uh, where's the Charger game? LA Ram, no, uh, uh, Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me go to this here. Team trends. Let me go to my trend uh, department. Right? Trends are your friends, but they don't pay the rent. Uh, let's go to Jacksonville right there. Click on it. There we go. Jacksonville, 8 and 2 against the number as a 7 and 9 half point away underdog after a conference game the last seven years. 9 and 3 as a 7 and 9 half away underdog coming off a home ATS win since 1996. And the under is 8 and 3 for the Jags as a, a road team coming off back to back. Um, no, wait, no that's, not, that's not wrong because they, they did win against the spread. Didn't they win against the spread last week? Let me see here. 
yeah, they won against the Perez. Yeah, so that that one's wrong. Sorry. All right, so I do like Jacksonville here, uh, but again, it all depends on the, on the uh, uh, Justin Herbert, right? All right, let's go to your Monday night football game, and uh, you got the Cowboys taking on the Giants. And uh, you know what, Brian Dable as a Bills uh, coordinator last year, um, you know I'm, I'm cheering for him, but I'm, I'm I'm cheering for him, but I'm not. You know what I mean? It, you know my my Bills uh, faithful uh, Bills Mafia hat is like cheering for Dable, but then um, you know it's uh, it's it's sports betting, eh? It's, uh, there's no there's no allegiance in sports betting. Only the ones that you got your money on. Minus one and a half, thirty nine half is the total. I got a twenty one seventeen victory here for the uh, New York football giants, a 63.3% chance of winning 36.5 for the Cowboys. And looking at uh, the Cowboys, man, they got their number. Anytime Dallas travels to the Meadowlands, seven and three straight up, six and four, uh, seven and three straight up, six and four against the number. And uh, for the New York football giants, one in nine in the last 10 to head meetings against the Cowboys, two and eight against the number. And when you look at the, uh, the numbers on the, um, on the uh, scoring ranking, um, you got the 31 ranked. Uh, let me see here. Let me go to. Hey, let me show you guys. Uh, show and tell. Um, let's go to scoring, and let's go to the uh, Monday night game down here. And look at that. The Dallas Cowboys ranked 31 on offense, only averaging 11.5. And you can thank uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense in Week One for this average. But uh, big win last week for the Cowboys. New York Giants, pretty consistent on offense. 16 uh, ranked, 20 points per game. And ninth on defense, right? And when you think of Dable, you think more of an offensive uh, a guru. But um, uh, was it Martindale, the, the D.C. and the, the Giants? A great uh, you know, former uh, D.C. in Baltimore. So, you, you know, the Giants on defense. Are, maybe that's why the Ravens are uh, you know collapsing. They don't have Martindale as a D.C. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I like Dallas, unfortunately, this uh, game because when a team has your number, it has got your number. Dallas, um, you know, the last ten trips to uh, New York, seven and three straight up, six and four against the number. And uh, let's take a look at some of the stats and trends going into this game. And uh, let me see here. Oh yeah, the under. Let me see. I, I think the under might be a better bet. Um, you know, if you like that uh, giant defense, you like the under trends. The under uh, for the Cowboys, 8-2 as a pick in the plus three away underdog as a road team the last uh, seven years uh, in this range right here. Um, the Cowboys, 24-9 to the under as a road team coming off a win the last seven years. And for the Giants, yeah, they, they played a lot of unders. Remember that uh, stat I showed you guys last uh, week? Uh, check this out. Let's go down here. Look at the, Gi- the, uh, the New York Giants at home. Look at the under record. Where is it? Uh, down right. Uh, where was it? Right here. Look at that. Two and a half years. Two and 15 to the unders at home. Wow. That, uh, yeah. You can't make that stuff up, right? Uh, the Giants, 14 and two to the under. Last two years. Well, we just talked about that. And um, let me see here. The Giants, 27 and 10 as a home team coming off two game win streak. And for the Cowboys, um, 13 and three and one to the under as a pick them to a minus three away underdog coming off a home ATS win since 1996. So if you do like the under, uh, there, there's a couple of trends to, uh, support your, uh, um, your, your bet. All right, there you have it. That is the, uh, that is the NFL week number three recap. And, uh, again, Fridays are dedicated to the football show and I always say, you know, 
Uh, we can't do baseball. We can't do the other leagues because, but I know somebody asked me about the CFL and uh, being a Canadian, I'd be remiss if I didn't do a uh, CFL, right? Hey, I wouldn't be a true Canuck if I didn't give uh, love to the CFL. And uh, we'll take a look here. I got Hamilton against Montreal. Um, the Tiger Cats going into this one as a two and a half point road for underdog. And uh, 52 and a half is the total. Uh, 60% chance of winning today on uh, Montreal. I do like the Alouettes. If you're going to play them, take them on the money line. Toronto taking on Ottawa. I'll be at that game tomorrow. And the Argonauts, they came here a couple of weeks ago. And they, they won 24-19 against the Ottawa Red Blacks. I don't, think, I, I don't see things changing. Ottawa's offense is just horrible. They just can't get anything going on. And then they got a good defense. They just don't get they, they don't get no time to rest they're always the offense is always tuned out and by the time you get to the third and fourth quarter that defense for the auto red blocks is always gas take to take toronto on the money line and um for calgary against bc a little revenge factor here i like calgary plus uh, one and a half here i think uh, the bc lions stole one last week 31 29 and i like uh, the stamps to go in this weekend even though the forecast has 27 24 and we are giving the lions a 60.4 percent chance i'll take my chances with uh, dickinson and um i don't know if uh, who's a uh, bull levi mitchell will get the nod this week i, I know jake mayer is doing a good job but i'll take calgary plus uh you know on the plus the points calgary plus the points and there's a cfl action for the uh, canadian football league fans out there who do like uh, cfl all right also if you like trends you know we got a lot of trends here and if you go to the 80 percent club and you click on the 80 percent club you go to nfl I'll, I'll show you guys the top trends this week the top three patriots 15 and 1 is the home team coming off an ats win the last seven years um, the Browns, uh, they lost that one last night. Uh, the under was 13-1 and as a home team coming off an ATS loss, but uh, that game went over. Patriots, we already did that one. The Rams, 11-1 and as a away team coming off a one-game win streak the last five years. The Saints, 10-1 and as a pick in the uh, plus three, minus three away favorite after a division game since 1996. I do like the uh, the Saints this weekend. And uh, let's try to find a mic drop here. Uh, let's go with the 49ers. 49ers, 9-1 and as a road team coming off a one ATS win the last five years. I love San Francisco this weekend. All right, there you have it. The NFL football friendly show for a Friday, uh, September 26th. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you do enjoy the show, hit that like button. And if you uh, think it was good and you want to share it to your friends and help them out, uh, share this video to uh, your social media network, wherever you guys are on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you're watching. Uh, share this video on your Facebook and uh, let's get more people watching the Rain Report. Let's get more people talking about the Rain Report because I think this is a very good uh, show. And, you know, I, I agree with a lot of people. Like, you know, we only got, well, only. I appreciate the 11,000 followers that we have here, but um, the quality of the show, I think we can get this uh, number up to like 20, 30,000 people following the uh, the show. And we're here Monday to Friday uh, starting at 1030 Eastern and uh, we are dedicated to the sports betting community and uh, i think um if you do watch the show and uh, you know give it if you don't like it the first show just give it a couple of weeks right it's one of those things where you just got to uh, uh give it some time and, and follow the concept of the show and everything like when we talk about the a b and c type teams the bullish bearish and neutral cycles and if you follow the the um the, the show you'll see that the um the philosophy of our sports betting values uh will kick into your daily habits of uh sports betting all right there you have it that is the uh uh the show for a uh nfl football friday september 23rd and hopefully we did show you the money show me the money
Yeah, and uh, hopefully you guys get the money this weekend. But if you want my um, my picks this week that I really like, I love the Rams. I love the Rams. I love San Francisco. Um, let me see here. Uh, I, I like Washington. I like Washington. Probably my underdog play of the week. Washington plus uh, six and a half. And uh, those are probably my uh, my top plays this weekend. So LA Rams, San Fran, Washington plus six and a half. Hey, hopefully we can uh, take it to the bank and uh, show you the money. I want winners. There you go. Hopefully we gave you some winners. All right, folks. There you have it. That is the rain report for a uh, Friday, a football friendly Friday, September twenty third. Have yourself a great rest of your weekend. As always. Shop for value, Plato's percentages. I'll see you back here on Monday with another Rim Report. Hello again, everybody. Harry Carey from Rigby Field on a beautiful day for baseball. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. Joe own the Chiefs. Owns. 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 I don't know. Struggling. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Put that call. I'm back. You know what? I just saw something. I did miss the uh, I did miss the New Orleans uh, Carolina game. How did I miss that? I must have. Uh, let me see if I got it right here. Uh, there we go. Hey F. Hey, thank God you uh, you showed that because I, I was reading the uh, the bullpen and I say, hey, did I miss the uh, Carolina game? Nope, you didn't miss it uh, because I saw your comment and I'm back. I'm back, baby. Hey, all right, uh, let's go through this one and uh, hey, you know what? Let's uh, talk about the Saints and the Panthers. Minus two and a half is the line. 41 and a half is the total. And uh, we do have, look at this score, 18-17 for the Saints. And uh, when I'm looking at this game, chances of winning, 57.4% chance of winning for the Saints, 45% for the Panthers. And uh, let me take a look here at some of the other numbers. Now, this is a division game, 6-4 and four straight up, 7-3. and three. So, New Orleans Saints, they do very well in Carolina. Carolina, believe it or not, look at this uh, stat right here. Look at Carolina. In the last two and a half years, four wins at home. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe 4-13 uh, straight up and against a, a point spread at home. That is horrible. And 2-8 and eight straight up in their last 10 head-to-head meetings against the Saints. That is not a very good record. Six and four against the number. That's not bad. Two and eight straight up, but six and four against the point spread. And let's take a look at some of the under numbers uh, for the Saints. Hey, look at the teams they played, right? They, they played the Falcons uh, in Atlanta. And I don't care. When a team plays on the road and you get a victory, it's tough to win in another team. This th- These are NFL players, NFL teams. And when NFL teams and players play into another building in such a you know a great atmosphere, it's tough to get those wins, right? Even though it's Atlanta, 27-26, a win's a win. And then they lost 20-10 to against the Bucs. A game where they, uh, you know, you're playing Tom Brady. Everything was good until you poked the bear, right? Uh, for Carolina, 19-16 against the Giants. Last week, a loss in um, in New York, and then a 26-24 loss to the uh, Cleveland Browns. And when I look at this game, uh, let me see. Look at this game. Look at all the stats here on the uh, on the uh, the Saints. 13 and eight since 83 on the road against the point spread, and uh, coming off a win. Let me see. Coming off a, a loss. Yeah, a lot of uh, numbers right there. But uh, let me see here. 27 and 10 coming off two ATS losses. 
to the over. So maybe the over is also another consideration. But Carolina, I don't know how you can take them at home. In fact, let me go look at the stats and trends. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that game. Hey, I didn't see it in the pull-down. Unless I missed it in the pull-down menu. Uh, let me see here. Let me go to the Saints and Panthers. All right, uh, this is going to be a long show today. Eh? This is almost like an hour and a half, an hour 20. It's all right. The Saints, 10-1 and one as a pick in the minus three away favorite after a division game since 1996. That's almost a drop-off, a mic drop-off. The Saints, 9-1 and one as a pick in the minus three away favorite coming off an NFC division opponent. Yeah, that's almost the same thing. And the Saints... 14 and 3 straight up as a road team coming off back to back ATS losses the last five years. Look at that. The Saints, 14 and 3 as a road team coming off back to back ATS losses. And uh, that's straight up. That's not against the point spread. And now you know the rest of the story. All right. There you go. There. there you go. We got everything covered, eh? You got the, the one thing with me, right? I dot the I's, cross the T's, and uh, hopefully I send you to the weekend uh, on a winning note. But I do like New Orleans. I do like New Orleans. I think Carolina's in trouble. In trouble. All right. Uh, there you have it, folks. And uh, he's back, baby. He's back. Yeah, we're back to do that game. And, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, good thing because I, I want to make sure we got everything covered, right? All right, there you have it, folks. Uh, part two, hey, here's my uh, here's my out, uh, my they call it intro and outro. Here's my outro, part two. Cheers. Hello again, everybody. Harry Carey from Rigby Field on a beautiful day for baseball. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. Joe owns the Chiefs. Owns. 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 I don't know. Struggling. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Three cash, homie. Holy cow. It's a doggy dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. Let's go to eat a goddamn snack. Were. And we let them off the hook.